Hey, welcome back to the show. It's a brand new episode of Mike Adelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli. Of course, you're you. Are you? Who are you really? Who are you? Who are you? Who sent you? Who sent you here? <laughs> well, whoever sent you, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks for tuning back in. Thanks for being with us on this insane journey of podcasting throughout the years. And today I'm talking with my new friend, Ankara Akiru. And you know what? It's his first time on a podcast, y'all. So make him feel make him feel warm and welcome. And if you like what you hear in this conversation, and I know you will, uh, check him out. Check out his Instagram. Check out his work. Check out his ancient, ancient future technologies. Still work. Still, yeah. Let's let's see. Well, you see, crystals have ancient future technology encoded in their DNA. It doesn't matter if it's ribosomes or hardware, you see. Well, I wasn't planning on getting into that, but since you asked, <laughs> still working on that on that TM. But man, there's a Terrence McKenna group on Clubhouse. It was so fun. Uh, I got to go in there and some there's some people in there that could do some great McKenna impressions. Of course, shout out to the Ungoogs. The Ungoogleable Michelangelo for his great fantastic McKenna impression. And um yeah, my new friend Ankara hosts a uh clubhouse room, the Scylla Cipher Sessions. Um he was hosting a room the other day, ancient future technologies, the pyramids and mushrooms. Um yeah, he just he's uh he's a wealth of knowledge and information and and you know what and you'll you'll find out in the show. You'll find out in the show, find out about him, listen to the show. All the links are in the description, the show description. Find out more about Ankara. Go to his website. Go to his Instagram. And um, yeah, this was a great one. I love, I love, I love this one, and I can't wait to uh, to do more. Yeah, do do more talks like this uh, with Ankara, with other people out there, with the the others, all the amazing others that I've been connecting with on clubhouse which is an awesome place so if you guys uh want an invite to that uh hit me up in the discord or uh hit me up in uh instagram wherever and we'll get you in there i created a group called mind jam many of you guys uh know that i was doing mind jams these live shows kind of like part stand-up comedy part uh philosophical discussion part uh, community building, bonding, sharing, meeting friends, like-minded people. It was just awesome. And I was doing those live before the pandemic and I, I didn't really do anything during the pandemic times. Uh, but now I think I'm bringing it back on Clubhouse because it seems like it's the right format for that. So it's just like a free-flowing jam session, no goal, no endpoint, just talking, just communicating. Um, all kinds of ideas, not limited to entheogens, psychedelics, or uh, anything, you know, not limited to anything, pretty much open to everything, except country music. That's pretty much, that's where I draw the line, no country music. So, uh, but if you want to be in the Discord, that's the Mycadelic Inner Sanctum Discord chat where people from all around the world are connecting and sharing stories and trip reports and, you know, uh, growing tips and tricks for cultivating mushrooms and uh, integration. And I'm also doing one-on-one -on -one calls with people. They're also part of a mind jam. It could be anything, you know, anything that you're going through that you need to talk about. It could be anything that you need help on if you're trying to create a podcast. You know, it's hard to 
to sort of, I haven't like launched, this is like a slow launch, I guess, of this, but it's just kind of, cause I don't really know what to call it. It's just like, pick my brain, you know, I'll listen to you. We'll, we'll, we'll riff back and forth. And, um, you know, I've done, uh, consulting work for a while. I've been in the social media, um, area, like what, what, what do you call it in the fucking social media hellscape, I guess I'll call it. Yeah. I worked in uh, native advertising, uh, did consulting, social media, marketing, programmatic advertising. And, um, and then, um, you know, more recently as a freelancer doing voice acting work and then doing, uh, consulting and kind of coaching, it's like a more of a creative kind of coaching, uh, session kind of thing, but also, uh, you know, holding space for people uh, and that sort of thing. As I get more into that, I've been creating some retreats, doing some men's work uh, type stuff. Shout out to Bill Burns, Connection Council, Max Marshhausen. Um, you know, been really inspired by what what these homies have been put, putting together. And and so uh, so yeah. So so check that out. All the links are in in my in the description in my link tree. You'll find it all. And if you go to Patreon.com/slash Mike Brank. You'll get access to all the bonus content that we're that we're doing here on this show. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I've been putting out uh, another podcast, a second podcast. It's called Dosadelic Working Title. Not sure if I love it yet, but it's fun as hell. I'm really enjoying doing it. Me and my co-host Matt release a new podcast episode every week on Patreon. All you have to do is go to Patreon.com/slash Mike Brank. And at $5 a month, you get access to the new comedy podcast, Dosadelic. I think we have about eight episodes out now. Some of them are wild, crazy, weird, uh, absurd. And some of them are kind of more similar to my solo shows on this, just with a co-host. And it's it's really, really fun. I really like it. And I want you guys to get in on the ground level. You know, get in on the ground level. Let me know. I want to build community over there. I want to build a real, um, you know, a real, a real tight knit family over there because uh, I want to have a real fun, 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 fun show, fun experience and get people involved. And we've got ideas for sketches and bits. And and we do a lot of that stuff on the, on the podcast right now in kind of an impromptu improvisational way. And it's just such a, a amazing space. And I'm so grateful to all the patrons. Thank you so much for creating this space for me to be uh, really experimental, take risks, kind of get back into my comedy roots. Uh, for, for those of you that don't know, I, I did stand up uh, for three years, three, three to four years in New York. And I kind of walked away just when I was starting to get more club spots and things like that. But anyway, my path brought me here and I'm back to that podcasting. So go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank, you get access to these extra dosadelic comedy podcast episodes where we're getting really wild. You know, it's no holds barred. Uh, I'm not holding back saying everything and anything and just having a free space to take risks, explore and experiment with this new podcast. And it's really, really fun. I'm loving it. And people are giving us great feedback. So thank you to all those people out there. So you get access to that. You get access to the inner sanctum discord server, the chat where everybody's connecting from all around the world. And you get uh, access to free prizes, free goodies, uh, which the patrons there can attest to. You know, we have things like stickers and, and other kinds of goodies, I'll just say, uh, for, for all you. And, um, and yeah, it's really about building this community, building this family and, and, and creating the things that we love. 
And so, you know, the patrons, I look at them as like the producers of this show. So I, lo I love you guys very much. Uh, big shout out to Seth, my homie Seth. Thank you, Seth. Uh, I uh, really appreciate your patron contribution that you just made. So uh, much love to you, brother. Appreciate that very much. And um, what else do we got? Oh, yeah. Sheath underwear. They're the best. Just fucking buy them. Like, they're going to make your balls grow bigger. You're going to have more semen. You're going to be shooting ropes. You, you have, uh, you, you know, your, 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 your schlong dong ding dong is going to be, you know, bigger. And, you know, all the all the things that, you know, that, that it's just it's magical. It's it's actually sheath underwear is actually infused with ancient future technology. If you didn't know, they embed little crystals, uh, organized crystals and emerald crystals all in the in the fabric of the underwear so you you know with and it's like copper and bamboo and you just charge up all right all that's bullshit but it'd be cool hey some ideas sheath i got ideas so that's one of them embed some ancient future technology sheath underwear in your sheath right and then another one would be it'd be cool to have a little pouch on the back uh for farts so if you have a fart uh and it's gonna be really big and really smelly you know you just you put your 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 a-hole in the fart pouch and and then and then you just blast one through. I you know I got a lot of ideas for for sheath underwear and and I keep you know I keep letting them know about these ideas. I, I just don't think they're they're quite ready to make these leaps that I want to make yet. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean maybe another idea. Well, we'll talk about we'll we'll brainstorm some ideas. But sheath underwear is just the fucking best, right? If you're not if you're not buying sheath underwear and you're and you're listening to this podcast, what are you, what are you doing? Come on, support the show, support uh, yourself with an amazing, comfortable pair of moisture wicking fabric, bamboo material, comfortable, soft. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. It's it's really the best. I love them. I wear them all the time. I wear them to sleep. I wear them around the house. I wear them when I go out. And they have the dual pouch technology, which comes in handy for all kinds of things, running, you know, exercising, hiking, separates your man parts. You put your balls in one pouch, you put your, your D through the hole. It makes it really easy to pee. You just slide the flap over, you, pee, you know, it's perfect. It's great. It's amazing. I don't have to, you know, do all this song and dance to talk about them, but I'm trying to make it funny. So <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. But like, but they're just, they're the best. So you go to sheathunderwear.com, put in the promo code, Mikeadelic, you get 20% off. I'm telling you, if you are a, a psychedelic person, if you like to go to concerts, festivals, things like that, the dual pouch really comes in handy. It's a it's a pouch, okay? It's a pouch. So it's great if you get what I'm saying. So it's just amazing for all kinds of things. And uh, sheath underwear, they are Bobby, Matt, shout out to those guys. They're the best. I love them. They're amazing. They're such good, kind-hearted spirits. They're fun-loving people. They love comedy. They love podcasting. They love Mikeadelic, and uh, I love them right back. So if you if you want to support the show and get a pair of underwear, go to sheathunderwear.com, promo code Mikeadelic, 20% off. Shout out to Student Loan Tutor. Check them out. Link in the description. Shout out to Mushroom Revival. Link in the description. 15% off Mushroom Product. We're going to try and do this really quick, really fast. And uh, then to everybody that leaves five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, that's a great way to help boost the show up, boost, you know, boost people like Ankara up, you know, talks like this, discussions like this, um, and then that attracts you know, other people see it. They're able to get in. We're able to find more others. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are talking about a lot of things, and sometimes, it, you know, there's people that, that, that might be right on the edge. They're like, well, I, I, I never knew about this stuff because no one ever communicated 
it in my language. And I feel that this podcast, Mikeadelic, that I've been doing for almost five years now, I feel that I've been able to communicate psychedelics, consciousness, liberty, cognitive liberty, freedom, um, you know, just, just, just being vulnerable, real, open, uh, maybe a healthy version of, uh, of, well, sometimes let me just, let me stop right there before I go too far. But, but I've been, I've been doing a lot here to try and kind of bring the conversation to people who are, you know, on our level here. And, and sometimes the conversations about psychedelics and these things can be kind of, you know, up on the scientific level or maybe above people's, uh, comprehension or just not, you know, maybe the conversations are just dry and boring and they're not really getting it. So leave a five-star rating review on Apple podcasts. It helps boost us up in the algorithms. We broke uh, the top 100 in the philosophy category, which is really cool. Um, but then I think we moved back down again or whatever, but just the more, the, if we get like the most, the more concentration of, of five-star reviews that we get, the higher and quicker we'll boost up in the charts. And I say we, but you know, it's just me doing the show. Like I do all the podcasting and the producing and the editing and everything. I do everything. I don't hire anybody. I don't have any help, but I will soon. So if you're interested, hit me up. But, uh, but, but I say we, because it's us, it's everybody that listens. Like I don't, this is a family. It's it's a community, and the the things that we talk about here on the show, I'm passionate about these things, and and they're important. I want to bring them to more people. So if you can go leave a five star uh, rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that helps. It really, really helps. That's like probably the 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 least uh, amount of effort that you could exude in supporting the show. So I really appreciate everybody that does do that, and if you can do that, it really helps. It helps bring these topics, these conversations, to uh, uh, the people that, 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 that want to tune in to this way of hearing about them, right? Not like the dry academic way or whatever, but like the way that we're doing it on this show in a kind of fun way, in an entertainment way, uh, in a casual way, in a loose way, using language that most people can understand. Pretty much everyone can understand. I hope that's always been my goal is to use, like, just talk the way that I talk, talk the way that I've always talked. So thank you. Much love. I love you all. Let's see. We got it. Sheath underwear, 20% off. Okay. Mikeadelic is the promo code. We got all the things I'm trying to do, trying to make this uh, intro. Uh, yeah. I think I, I think we did it. I think it's a success. I think it's a big success. And so are you guys. I love you all. Much love. I hope you love this podcast I did with Ankara Akiru. And if you did, go check him out. Show him some love. Follow him. And without further ado, let's hop into it right now. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power, but we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity.
Cool, man. Well, welcome. Welcome to Mike Adelic. Happy to have you on. I appreciate you, Mike, man. It's a really a pleasure to be here. You know, thank you for taking some time out of your, your day to connect with me. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, what we're going to jump into here today and build with you, bro. Yeah, awesome, man. So, uh, Ankara, this is not your, uh, you, you have in parentheses your other name, but this name is the name that I know you by. Uh, tell me a, a little bit about uh, the the name and, and uh, Ankara Akiru. Did I, did I say that right? Akiru, yeah. Ankara Akiru, Akiru yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you asking. Um, my 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 birth name is is Marshall Whitley, and I was originally named after my father, uh, Marshall. And so there's a whole story that goes with that. Um, and we can get into that if you if you're interested for sure to explore that a little bit more. But I um, I've actually uh, had many different names and titles throughout my life, and uh, the most recent manifestation of that is uh, is Ankara, you know. And um, so I actually chose this name for myself. It was sort of like um, a rite of passage or initiation, if you will, but. Um, it was more suited to my my energy and my personal story that I'm living out, and uh, it's something that I it was a, it was a gift to myself, you know. So the Ankh, the Ankh, of course, we know as the uh, the eternal symbol of life uh, for the ancient Kemetic cultures, and uh, the Ara is like an an, an Ara. You know, it's like a light, a light body that's emanating from the Ankh. So we um, we generate light and life through the uh, perfect balance of, of the masculine and feminine energies within us. Man, I love that so much. I love that so much. It's a great name. I love saying it, and and it's a. Uh, it represents such an amazing thing. And I was literally just talking to some people the other day about rites of passage, initiation. Um, and then one of my friends was telling a story about a tribe when they, you know, they go and, and, and this is pretty common. And um, in these kinds of ceremonies, you really sort of become somebody else by giving yourself a name that represents uh, who you are, who you really are. Um, and, uh, it's such a, such an amazing symbolic, uh, process, uh, as well. And, and a sense of like really taking your being to another level. Um, you know, I think oftentimes we discount language sometimes or discount, uh, uh, names or, or meanings, but, um, but they, they hold a lot of weight and, and a lot of power. So, uh, pretty synchronistic. I was, I was just talking about this and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool to, see you uh in that in that way yeah i appreciate you man and, and we all have that opportunity to, to um create you know a new story for ourselves and and look into the future and su- see who we are becoming you know and and um extract the the underlying essence of that you know it's um what you mentioned about the the language is is super important because it's actually how we perceive the world 
you know, uh, etymology and linguistics and communication is one of the the keys to, um, you know, humanity. And so uh, I, I really like to dive deep into, uh, you know, the study of words and language and things like that. So, um, yeah, man, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting subject. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely, if you like to build on any of that or, you know, any other, any other uh, questions you had today, I know we, you, you've got something um, built in for us here. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we get into. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's both of us. We're we're creating it as we go, so um, we can go we can go any anywhere you want to go. And if there's anywhere you don't want to go, just be like, man, I don't want to talk about that, and that's cool. Um, so yeah, I guess um, just to like kind of backtrack a little bit, we met on Clubhouse. This new app, it's new for me. I don't know how long you've been on, but it's new for me, and I'm like really fascinated by it. And we connected on there. Um, you know, in the Psilocypher sessions, a room that you were hosting and uh, other rooms. Uh, I saw you in that Terrence McKenna room yesterday. And so I've, I've been fascinated by this thing. And here we are now recording a podcast and uh, we had the choice to do video, but we chose to do audio only. Uh, and there's something really intimate about the audio only experience and something I think really special about Clubhouse that separates it from other social media platforms. And I'm really seeing this, what I've experienced, and I want to get your take on this, is connecting, you know, finding the others, right? Like finding everybody out there that is that are that are doing the that's doing the work that's in the healing space that's that's in the psychedelic space consciousness space spiritual space creating you know and and bringing people together making new friends community right building community building family um so yeah i wanted to maybe start out there seeing how that's how we met and um and um, you know, when we have like uh, some mutual friends and, and things like that. So, uh, but but I guess we would have never maybe connected if if not for this uh, app. So yeah, I want to get just ba- basically your your take on it, how it's been for you, what you've been experiencing, and and that sort of thing on this uh, this new platform. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Clubhouse basically you know what what they did is they they keyed in on a, an ancient principle of of uh sound frequency you know as uh as we've all you know familiarized ourselves with that uh the the universe is full of uh vibration frequency and energy and um you know <clears throat> we really so have you ever seen a picture of someone like that you really feel attracted to, but the the moment they speak and the words that come out of their mouth, you're just like, eh, no, <laughs> you know? yeah, so just just see a a gorgeous woman in a swimsuit on Instagram, but then I hear her voice and she's like, "Hey, sweetie, how you doing? You wanna <laughs> wanna go on a date with me?" Yeah, <laughs> right. Or or just the just the actual sound of their voice or the words that they're using is right. It's not not in resonance with you, you know. So it, it's based on that that principle of sound vibration, and and when we really you know tune in to the frequency of someone's voice, that's how we really you know resonate. And and that um, harmonic resonance is when there's like 
a sender and a receiver. There's like something sending this message out, this frequency out. And then there's another part of the spectrum that's receiving that energy. And in that field, it becomes a harmonic field where those, those wavelengths actually are in sync together, you know? And so that when we connect through sound and through the voice, we really feel and hear the essence of, of, of what someone is sharing, you know? So, um, so clubhouse is a really interesting space and, and it's, it's, you know, um, I appreciate it. And I also understand that it, it's, it's not clubhouse. It's, it's the, it's the sound frequency. And that, yeah. that is, uh, you know, that's how we connect and that's how we resonate and that's how we really um, communicate with each other is through these sound vibrations and words. And so when one is like not only aligning with the sound of the voice, but also the particular, you know, selection of words and how we use particular words. And that is the landscape of our reality. Everything that we look out upon, we see, and give a name to so um you know the 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 languaging and the word sound is uh, you know it, it's it's a key to our connection in humanity and and so that's that's what clubhouse is building on and and uh utilizing to grow with and so it's definitely a positive place um <clears throat> you know i was very familiar with uh, your work previous to this um i've watched some of your podcast and uh you know about three years ago i really started tapping into uh the resource of of youtube and uh doing some in research myself into uh psilocybin and you know it's something that i've connected with and utilized for you know 20 plus years of my life but I really wanted to to dive deep into um, what was being talked about and, and, you know, what like the current affairs or activities around psilocybin were. And so I started researching through YouTube and, you know, I found your, your particular um, podcast and, and the uh, content that you create. And, you know, um, I always appreciate people that are in the space bringing more education and awareness around uh, psychedelics and, and psilocybin. And, you know, I think that it creates more of a, a safe space and a space for people to um, feel like that they can connect and grow in because there is that sense of like, um, you know, de destigmatization of actually looking into the the benefits and the depths and all the different experiences and and inside a clubhouse you get this full spectrum you know um experience of people from all over the world you know tuning in in real time and sharing each other's stories and educating and it's you know you hear every single day people are just like blown away that they can just tap in you know, and talk to all these other like-minded people that are, <clears throat> you know, in their resonant harmonic field. And it, it, it gives us, gives a sense of, of community and connectedness and like, 
um, a space that is, you know, a little bit unexplored, at least in the, uh, in the cyber realms. So it's exciting, man. You know, it's cool. And it was cool to connect with you in there and like, well, I've connected with so many other phenomenal people, man. So, you know, it's a blessing and I'm grateful for it. And, you know, uh, yeah, that, you know, thanks for, uh, coming in there and and just, you know, also sharing your, through your lens and in your, your particular perspective, man, I appreciate you. Oh yeah, man. I appreciate you too. Yeah. It's, you know, everybody sharing their, their perspectives through their lenses and everything. And it's really like, I almost want to rename it campfire. You know, it's like, we're all like gathered around the campfire, right? Like uh, a tribe, we're like retribalizing, you know, going back to sort of what McKenna would allude to as the archaic revival, this revival of, you know, that, that sort of, um, you know, hunter gatherer band, tribal community, family style, participatory, you know, the oral tradition, storytelling, um, so powerful, so ancient. And as you said, connected with all these things as frequency, energy, vibration, um, you know, super, super important. I know you're huge into that. Uh, and the mushrooms sort of, um, it's been this amazing thing, this amazing journey with with mushrooms, you know, uh, with psilocybin mushrooms. I feel that uh, they are such a good representation, you know, through the sort of um, organic internet, if you will, of the mycelium network uh, spreading and connecting and growing and taking uh, trash and turning it into something good. To, you know, the best kind of magic comes out of shit, right? With with mushrooms, mm-hmm. and so we are, you know, in this age where it's like our technology, like I really feel that the technology now, especially with this is helping enable more of a sort of mycelial tribal connection. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you, you mentioned a couple things like we're taught, we, we just brought up mushrooms. We're talking about sound and energy and I'm wondering what direction you want to go in because I can go in either one, uh, talking more about, uh, the psychedelics and, and mushrooms, or we could talk a little bit about, uh, energy and frequency and vibration, because I know that's a big part of what you do um, as a certified theta practitioner, um, you know, using uh, copper in in a lot of your uh, art um, and and other things that I that I saw when I visited your website. Um, the uh, uh, oh, sorry, um, not your website on your YouTube channel was uh, about the water activation. Um, so, so we could go in, in either direction and we can, you know, start somewhere and go somewhere else. But, but what do you, what would you like to get into? Yeah, man. Um, well, you know, uh, I really like to, to talk about, uh, what, what I call ancient future technologies, you know, and it kind of, um, spans the gap between a, a lot of, uh, things that were, uh, have alluded to. And I would, you know, definitely love to get into more of that with you. And, and specifically, you know, the fact that um, technology mimics nature. And, right. the, and the example that uh, we, we've been talking about now is that, um, that, you know, we have this mycelial network in the earth, you know, this fungal 
uh, communication. And uh, you see that mimicked in the internet, you know, on the web, right? right? The mycelial web. And so all of our, um, all of our advancements and technologies and inventions have come from inspiration in nature. You know, airplanes were, of course, in, you know, invented from us looking at birds <laughs> and the, right. the prospects of flying. And, um, you know, there's so, so, so many of our, our technologies were inspired by, by uh, the elements around us. And so I, I really like to utilize the elements, earth elements, you know, the ancient future technologies uh, to inspire that that connection and that you know the our connection with with nature and our our connection with the elements so um yeah i would love to talk about more more about um you know ancient future technologies and some of um you know the the crystals and um if you have any interest or you yeah, know, I'm questions. super interested in that. Let's get into that because I, that's not, I'm not, I, I have a very surface level understanding, you know, like first things that come to my mind are uh, Nikola Tesla, uh, the pyramids, um, you know, uh, I, I, that's pretty much, it. I don't know, but yeah. So that's why you're here. Tell me more, man. Like what are some of these really mind-blowing ancient technologies that have been used and and that you're working with today or that you have a good understanding with and and how can we apply these uh to a more harmonic balanced um way of living in in our lives now in this uh in this sometimes chaotic frenzied modern age yeah for sure man um well so you know let's connect some of the dots you know, from, from the ancient into the future. And uh, when we, you know, revisit uh, the, the places like the Khufu temple in, in ancient Kemet, you know, um, and we look at some of the uh, technologies, the ancient future technologies that they were utilizing then, and then we can kind of correlate and correspond with with our current story you know and, and see how we can apply some of what the the ancients were talking about and and see how that kind of can connect here but uh when we look at the 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 pyramids uh we know that they sit on specific ley lines specific energetic grids and these yeah. points um, these points of energy or electromagnetic, um, you know, circuits that crisscross the earth, they, they come together and connect in specific points, energetic points. And this is where you find the ancient pyramids. You find, you know, the pyramids of the Mayan culture. You've got pyramids of Angkor Wat. In Thailand, Cambodia, you've got ancient pyramids in China and Japan, all over the the world. The ancient civilizations were building pyramids on top of these energetic ley lines. Yeah, 
And, and so, um, you know, and, and the, I believe it was somewhere around the 1950s, there was um, a pair of scientists who were researching um, radiesthesia. Radiesthesia is the sensitivity to the Earth's electromagnetic grid, right? Radio mm. waves, right? So uh, the radio waves are, inter- are, you know, defined as these energetic grids. And so there's people that are sensitive to these energetic grids and you see this manifested in uh, dowsing and the utilization of pendulums. So these um, these two scientists, they were named uh, Shamri and Debaliesel. <clears throat> and they actually discovered that there was this specific... Uh, energetic signature that they've they found at the great pyramids in egypt and they found that this specific uh energetic signature was called the negative green ray and this would this would be like um on the opposite end of the spectrum of the of the green ray the green color the visible um resonance that we see and green manifested in the color green. So uh, below the visible energetic grid that we see, we have infrared and we also have ultraviolet. So infrared is below red. Red is the last color that we can see mm. in, the, in, the, in the spectrum, right? Violet is the highest color that we can see, the highest frequency, and then ultraviolet is beyond that. Mm-hmm. So you have you have specific um, energies that are beyond our visible seeing, right? A color spectrum that's beyond visibility, and this is known as uh, infrared and ultraviolet. Mm-hmm. And then in between that in, invisible spectrum, you have this energetic signature known as the negative green ray. And what this is, is a, it's a wave that actually penetrates. It can penetrate through solid lead. And it's a, they, they believe that it actually can go through the core of the earth, that this uh, form of light wave is actually penetrating through the core of the earth and and coming out from the other side. And what this is is that it it's really um, what can be translated into like more metaphysical or spiritual terms as a, a spiritual carrier wave. And this this is a way that that we connect and communicate with the spiritual realms with the ancestors, with the the angels, the guides. And so, you know, I always look at this, these specific types of technologies as like, you know, um, a world bridger, a connector of science and spirituality. So science is just the modern lens to revisit what the ancients already knew. And we're saying the mystics already told us these stories but through right. a different lens 
right? So now we see even in science that they can display that there's these specific frequencies like Nikolai Tesla shared with us, you know, that are that are beyond what we can physically see, but we still experience them. Like we're still absorbing x-rays. We're still absorbing uh, gamma rays from the sun. We're still um, soaking in ultraviolet frequencies from planetary bodies and the sun. So all of these things have effect on us, even though we're not necessarily being able to visualize them. They, mm. they are they are being experienced, you know. So, you know, this is this specific what what we call is like a technology that we're utilizing to now connect via these technologies. Right now we're speaking over a specific uh, binary code and we're connecting through satellites the signals that are invisible but they carry packets of ones and zeros and then that information is collected inside of your microchip processing computer that is silicon and that silicon is the basis of silicon silicate dioxide which is quartz crystal you know, so quartz crystal, they're utilizing quartz technology in the synthesized form and the microprocessing computers. Mm. So what yeah. this is what I what this is what I'm talking about when I say ancient future technologies, because we right. see everything we're utilizing now in this moment, even uh, on this conversation, is based on quartz crystal technology and energy and vibration and signal and you know mathematics so it's you know it, for me it's like phenomenal to really look at all this stuff through a lens of that like there there's not a separation between the science and spirituality you know the ancient mystery schools didn't didn't have separate classes that you went to it was it was all one and you learned science mathematics metaphysics astrology you learned all of the the um the lenses but through one one big lens wow amazing yeah brings up so much you know it's um you know one of the first things to come to my mind is um you know, I was I was very inspired early on when I first heard Graham Hancock talk about how we have severed our connection with nature, and that is why we've gone off course and, quite frankly, become insane as a sort of civilization, as a species. Um, you know, and he was referring to it in you know in his band TED Talk, "The War on Consciousness," uh, where he was saying that you know, look, we've we've Put a, we've we've uh, demonized these uh, altered states and, and these psychedelic substances, and the connection that I'm making now is about um, these. What you're talking about here um, with these frequencies and um, these lights and what we can perceive and what's there, the rays and it seems like to me that you can also draw a connection to us being more detached and disconnected 
from our natural state because of all of the maybe interference uh, that we've been creating with technology. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, I, maybe that's not accurate, but it seems like it, you know, when I think about things like big cities, light pollution, not being able to look up and connect with the stars um, and other things like that, you know, I, I know I've like briefly read a couple articles here and there by Rudolf Steiner um, where he talks about, uh, I think he even calls like electric, uh, like like modern technology evil or something because he he says that it's like so pervasive that it it gets into our nerves and our sensitivity uh, to all of these frequencies and all this stuff that we've created. It makes it really really difficult to connect to a spiritual frequency um, with all these manufactured frequencies. Uh, and then there's another guy, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the, there's another guy, and I haven't read the book, but I think he wrote a book called The Invisible Rainbow, kind of just like like trying to look and see about what happens when we have all of these, you know, EMF and Wi-Fi and, you know, uh, all these frequencies out in the air. Um, yeah. What, what's your take on that? Uh, what do you think about 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 that? Yeah, well, we we have frontline defense, you know, um, to help mitigate and transmute these these energies. Uh, first of all, all you know, Wi-Fi, five G, all these frequencies already existed before. You know that we just found a technology to actually tap into them. It's like the ultraviolet rays already there. The infrared rays that we use, like uh, these infrared goggles, to see. Before we had that technology, the infrared was still there. You know what I mean? So that they just found a, a, essentially a, a technology and a way to like tap it in and make it tangible in your hand. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, we do have to consider, you know, what how we're being affected by now actually having these uh, these frequencies directed right at our heads basically what you know or while we're using our technologies and so you know some of the some of the natural defenses and frontline defenses are right in the earth they're the elementals you know again the, te- the ancient future technologies but um there's specific minerals and crystals and we you know we can look at that you know with a closer lens if you like but there's definitely ways that we can not only protect ourselves uh, from these specific uh, rays, but we can we can also uh, transmute and program our water so that when we're consuming our water, we actually are utilizing that form of ancient future technology to reprogram our whole cellular system. You know, so um, I utilize crystals and minerals in my water around my technologies i use organites you know um i'm i'm really really into keeping these frontline defenses around me and in my home around my space so that i can transmute those those energetic signatures that may be you know less beneficial or even harmful for me and what we do is by using utilizing these technologies we uh, create an atmosphere uh, of 
a magnetic ion, a, a, a magnetic ion charge. So uh, technologies like organite and specific types of minerals actually produce what is also produced out in nature around the uh, areas where water is falling or waves are crashing or wind is blowing you you actually get the production of an ion field and that ion field when you're in in that field you are breathing vitality you're breathing in life force energy and so you're actually uh, absorbing this sort of like creative energetic field it's also known as prana it's also known as chi it's also mm-hmm. called many different things in many cultures but it's the produ- production of an ion field that we then literally breathe into our lungs and absorb into our bodies so this is another you know way to kind of connect some of those dots to like how are these crystals and minerals or any of this actually helpful to us well now we have a way to explain it through the scientific lens through ion production you know Mm. yeah yeah what would you i'm curious to know you know and for the people listening like what what are some things that people can do um and i know they can they can go check out your youtube your website you have tons of information your instagram page is like loaded with with uh with with information and content um but maybe one or two things that people can do. Um, you mentioned organite, um, you know, some things to, to look out for, like what are some of maybe the most harmful or disruptive uh, energies or frequencies or, um, and, and what is uh, some, some ways that you can utilize uh, some of these elementals in your daily life to help, um, you know, put up those frontline defenses? Yeah, for sure. We're, well, uh, number one thing is, you know, the cell phone. <laughs> That's yeah. the number number one interference field <laughs> that we have with, with, with between us and ourselves, <laughs> right? And so, um, you know, in in the current times, it's it's very easily, you know, we get absorbed into. Uh, the use of these technologies that kind of really, you know, function throughout all different uh, ways and means in our life. And so we, you know, we, the modern being tends to get uh, caught up with the, with the technologies a lot. And that, you know, and that's the, the number one uh, source of absorbing these particular Wi-Fi and 5G fields that we're talking about. So um, I would say first thing is, you know, take a moment to remember the ancient future technologies and the elements and, and, and go out into nature, you know, put your, put your phone down, you know, log off the, uh, the apple for a minute and, and get, you know, go in the kitchen, find yourself an apple and go out on a little walk and uh you know and when you go out on that walk maybe find a little spot in nature where there's some water flowing and there's uh these ion field productions and you know while you're eating your your apple 
um, take, take some time to just breathe in that, that, that pranic energy, that, that life force, that vitality, um, while you're out in nature. And, and that's like kind of the number one, you know, right. frontline defense for me. Um, yeah, me too. And, and, <laughs> and yep. then, um, you know, I would say as far as, uh, the crystals and minerals, man, one, one thing that, um, is a, a really great frontline defense is a stone called shungite. And, uh, shungite is, uh, a particular mineral that contains a carbon 60 element. It's a, a carbon bonding that has 60 different faces and it forms like a perfect sphere like soccer ball if you've you know you notice the geometry inside of a a soccer ball it's 12 hexagons and five pentagons wow and that creates a a carbon 60 bond and um that what that's also known as a fullerene and these fullerenes actually absorb um heavy metals and minerals uh are not excuse me not minerals but it, it absorbs heavy metals and toxins that are in the water that we're drinking you know mm-hmm. so you can utilize these crystals in the water to help absorb it's like you know when you use a water filtration system generally they have charcoal in there that charcoal is carbon mm-hmm. you know all, all of life is based on carbon so Carbon is a, 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 a key element in the shungite, and it also works uh, for utilizing when you're around these technologies like the cell phones and the computers. Um, you can keep them just on your desk or in your pocket, and they also help transmute some of these um, the, the frequencies that were, were being bombarded with really all the time even when you're not on the phone this is like you know you're next to your friend who's got one on them or you know you're in a home where there's other technologies that like we're it's a a constant um bombardment so really the, the way to uh mitigate that is to to put the technologies down the phone and the computers and all those things and take a hike out in nature and that will get you away from some of those, you know, harmful fields and get you into a field of the elements where you can really connect with yourself and, and really listen to nature, and get some of those insights that uh, come from that vital life force that we experience out in, uh, in the woods, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, so simple and so easy. And yet sometimes, uh, you know, we forget, you know, uh, at least I do sometimes I'm like, oh, damn, I haven't been, um, I haven't really been in nature in, in, a, in a couple of weeks. Like, whoa, yeah, you know, and I, if I'm feeling like, oh, I feel a little off or something, man, I feel right back 
to where I want to be when I just get out. You know, I'm in Denver, so I'll, you know, drive maybe 30, 45 minutes over to to a hiking trail or something like that and just immerse myself in the in the in the forest, in the trees, and immediately, you know, just breathing in that air and just being there among you know, my fellow uh, brothers and sisters of the forest, you know, the trees and the plants and the animals. And it just feels so good, so connected. Uh, and uh, sometimes it's difficult, you know, because we run businesses that operate online, podcasts, you know, social media stuff, and kind of the way that our world functions now in order to participate in it. You know, man, I, I, I think I would be pretty happy just like living in the woods somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, we, we participate in these things. So it's a great reminder. Good info there. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, yeah. And you work a lot with copper uh, as well. And, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit real quick about the copper, uh, how copper works with crystals and how that's a, a good uh, combination. Sure, for sure, man. Thanks for asking. Um, uh, I'm actually have uh, a piece of my ancient future technologies in my hand right now. I'm, I'm uh, working on a design and uh, just kind of sitting here and and absorbing some of the, the frequencies from the copper and the crystals and, you know, copper specifically, you know, right off the bat, it's a, a antimicrobial, anti-bacterial. Uh, um, it, it's a crucial form of uh, cleansing like that from specific things like bacteria and, and, and harmful, harmful, um, you know things that we might be absorbing in the atmosphere and so copper is like crucial with what's going on right now you know to have copper around you and to have copper like uh in your hand you're directly absorbing and we have copper already as an element in, in our bodies um it's a crucial crucial element in the in blood blood absorption and so you know it has some specific um values that have been defined by science but it also has you know like an example of um this would be how we use copper to conduct electricity right so copper is a conductor of electrical energy and then so how does that combine and apply with quartz crystal? Well, quartz crystal is a piezoelectric and pyroelectric element, which simply means that when you place heat or pressure on a quartz crystal, you, it actually produces a small electrical charge. You know, and that's why quartz and silicon is the basis of all technologies because mm -hmm. it produces an electrical signal and that that course crystal is an oscillator so it can send and receive information from from the outside so now you have this element that has the essence to produce an electrical charge and then you take copper and you apply the copper to the crystal and through uh, twisting and binding 
the copper together, you actually place a small bit of pressure and force on the crystal. Um, also, when you put this in your hand, now your heat from your hand is also um, creating that pyroelectric force. So the quartz is generating this small electrical charge, and then the copper is conducting this charge throughout. And so you you actually have, um, again, similar to what we mentioned earlier about the ionic fields, you have ion production and energetic charge that's then circuited through a specific uh sacred geometry like these the 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 copper is then you know applied in a way that creates a a geometric field and also is fashioned in the form of the ankh which is like a you know an ancient symbol of eternal life so you get the synergy effect you have the energetic input of the crystals, you have the energetic input and symbology of of the um, the actual you know shape of the ankh, and then you have uh, magnetics as well. I, you know, we also apply uh, rare earth magnets and inside of the tools, and we put them inside of the body of the tools. So you have these different energetic inputs that then have a synergy effect which basically means that there's like a tenfold jump in the output of energy these energies combine to create a a greater force than what could be experienced in each one of them individually alone Mm. so you know that that's why i i uh dubbed them crystal synergy ox Mm. because they work with different energetic forces to create a synergetic you know combination that then allows you to really amplify your own energetic field and elements within you and you know that's something that you can then sort of um increase your energetic field increase your field of of impact and connection through yeah. amplifying that with the crystals, with the magnets, and with copper. So, um, you know, there, the copper is it's such a phenomenal uh, metal, and, you know, it's easily accessible. And anybody can, you know, anybody can get a crystal and some copper and wrap the copper wire around the crystal, even if it's just a simple twist around the crystal. You, you get that uh energetic charge in there and so that's why so many people are are attracted and um magnetized to wearing crystals and copper and things like that is because even you know even if you're not aware you're actually creating an energetic charge Mm. amazing yeah yeah um yeah, my friend is is way more uh, way deeper into this realm than I am and and his, and and he's showed me some of the these pieces that he works on and I'm always just like so blown away and it has this like you know it, you say like the uh the the ancient future technologies, right? Like one of the um 
one of the things that's coming to my mind is that I just recently read for the first time the book Dune. And have you read it? No, I have not. I'm I'm very aware of of the concept, and I think it's the spice or something like this. Is that correct? Yeah, the the spice melange. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's something that they. I guess it's something that they use to uh, to. It's 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 kind of like this. I, I think it's like a, a a metaphor or a symbol for psychedelics. Maybe, um, you know, it's so it has like powerful principles. It's it's like uh, this element, almost like if you think of like cannabis and like how many you know it has like seventy two active alkaloids and it's good for so many things. And we have these like cannabinoid receptors. And so I think the spice, it's like this thing that you know. One of the quotes is like, you know, who controls the spice who controls the the galaxy and so in the in the book they you know it's far off into the future i think it's like 10,000 years in the future humans have moved into space and we got there through our our technology and stuff but there was this thing called the butlerian jihad and it was this revolt against uh sentient ai conscious computers robots technology nanotechnology the whole thing because um it was it was uh, oppressing uh the the entire galaxy right so they they revolted against it and then when they they outlawed all conscious machines all like ai or sentient machines and because of that like within a thousand years time after that that war and they outlawed these uh this technology humans started gaining prescience clairvoyance like um there's a group called like the the mentats and they essentially have like uh, uh telepathy and 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 all of these basically basically like what the way that i interpret it is like it 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 because it, it got rid of the reliance on these these technologies and machines the humans were then able to awaken their innate powers um because they weren't being like subdued or interfered with by these other things right so like Ooh. when people say like oh man like uh i don't know how to like do math because i just use a calculator all the time you know it's like we're outsourcing our cognition to machines so it makes us kind of like lazier and complacent so in the book it's like all these people start awakening with these superpowers essentially with these with these natural powers that developed over time and i i can't help but think that that is like true, <laughs> you know, like I can't help but think like that seems to be accurate. You know, if you look back at, at some of these ancient civilizations, like I do not, I don't subscribe to, you know, history being as what we've learned in like social studies, you know, <laughs> like, right. I neither do you. So I assume you don't. And so it's like where, where, yeah, I don't know. Where do you see, us like going now with with where we are like do you think do you think that it is uh possible to sort of okay here's here's what i'll say in the terence mckenna uh talk yesterday we were talking about science and spirituality and uh sort of the intangible or the uh non-quantifiable uh, practices of shamanic cultures and ancient cultures, ancient future technology type civilizations, right? And there's just some people that just don't, they're just not in line with that. They can't 
see that. They're just more in that kind of materialist reductionist scientific paradigm, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't even know where I'm going here with a question or whatever. I just kind of wanted to bring this topic up because it's fascinating to me to think that we have these latent, uh, maybe dormant um, abilities within us that could potentially be awakened and and we can potentially go back to a time where we were uh, utilizing these elemental technologies and, uh, you know, create something even more beautiful now. Uh, so that, oh, that's, oh, that's kind of where my mind's going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, um, we know through the study, um, in the universities and things, right. That, um, we, that, that humans evolved, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're we're continually evolving, and that uh, we at some point in in history became um, became what they know as uh, what is it called Homo sapiens, right? Mm-hmm. So at, at this point in our evolution, it also coincided with the connection with these ancient future technologies that we know as psilocybin mushrooms. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the evolution of the brain and the evolution of our spiritual connection to a higher force and the evolution of our civilization as we know it coincided with the expansion of consciousness through the utilization of this mycelial network that is now mimicked in the technologies, mm-hmm. right? And so, what as as more people come on board, and more people um, tap in to the technologies, the mycelial network, uh, we, we will begin to experience the next form of our evolution into Homo luminous. You know, mm. to, to beings of, of light, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what you know, what what's happening is essentially more and more and more people, you know, getting attuned, turned on, if you will, to. These ancient future technologies and, and coming on board, plugging into the network, and yeah. so that 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 what we're experiencing right now, or what's happening uh, that you can see very evidently right in front of your eyes through your own technologies, is you know uh, essentially millions of people basically in the space where they are tired of the lives. They're tired of the government controlling their life. They're tired of the religion that they were raised on. You know, they yeah. want something sick of the different. sick of the name that they were given when they were born. Right. It doesn't fit them anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, what's happening is people are looking for something different finding answers to different routes in different ways and it's not always 
necessarily the mushrooms or, you know, doesn't always have to be the peyote or the ayahuasca or things like that, but just connecting with self going deeper within and, and stop, you know, stop the reliance upon the outer, the outer realms informing us and going on the inside. That's that, that's where we're really going to begin the experience like the, the full evolution into this this homo luminous you know these light beings yeah so uh you got to take a journey into the darkness you know just like the uh the mycelial network grows in the soil in the darkness of the soil and its fruits bear into the light in the form of the mushrooms right right so we need we we have the opportunity to go within go into the darkness and the dark places of ourselves and you know connect these these networks and then that we will fruit a new body of consciousness (laughs) oh man beautifully said (laughs) beautifully said wow i just got that imagery in my head right now that's that's amazing yeah i'm with you i'm with you on that and uh it's been a big part of my life uh, since really intentionally sort of, you know, with reverence in a ceremonial and, and a, a ritualistic way uh, going, going in uh, with, with deep experiences, uh, mainly utilizing uh, the ancient future technologies of uh, psilocybin and ayahuasca um, for me. And um yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I've like reprogrammed myself essentially. And uh, it, it's just, it's such, such a, a gift to be able to to do that. And a, and a privilege, I would say too, you know, I mean, it's like, sometimes I forget, you know, here I am in Denver, we've decriminalized mushrooms here. Um, you know, we're going to go uh, talk a little bit about our, uh, d- the Denver Mushroom Cooperative tonight. We're having a little meeting talking about, you know, how, how we can best offer uh, people, um, uh, you know, an experience to get involved with cultivating and, uh, you know, get, get empowered um, by, you know, really this abundant, fruitful uh, fungi. And, and uh, so it's, it's really, it's really special. And, you know, sometimes I, I forget like how special it is to, to be doing this stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like, this is really special because I guess I I don't want to be like too um, declarative about this, but it's just basically like, look, I mean, for me, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty privileged and this is pretty special. So kind of almost feel like it's, part of my responsibility to pass this on, you know, um, sort of, you know, I, I was inspired again recently by, uh, Dr. Carl Hart, whose latest book is called, um, a responsible or drug use for grownups finding liberty in the land of fear. And he comes out, comes out of the drug closet, uh, as this, you know, Columbia professor, doctor, uh, basically saying that he uh, enjoys using heroin uh, from time to time with his wife in a responsible way. Uh, he talked about that on Joe Rogan. It seems to be a sort of a polarizing or controversial thing. Um, 
but I, I think that it's the more and more people that we have, and especially people in prominent positions having experiences, you know, I favor the psychedelic experience, but I'm not opposed to any sort of experience that you want to have in an altered state. If you're gaining something from it and if it's something that you enjoy, you know, right. Like the fun enjoyment recreation as well. Um, so yeah, it's like almost like that what you're talking about here of going to homo luminous and becoming these light beings, it's the more and more people that we have entering the space, the more that we can share and the more that each of us can open up and talk about it, uh, I think it just helps tremendously. Uh, especially, you know, just going back to Clubhouse, like going in some of those rooms and hearing people with trauma and with blockages or with PTSD and 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 awakening to you know their the their their soul and their purpose and their meaning and and getting so much out of that it is uh you know it's heartwarming it's and it's and it's just a beautiful thing to see so yeah i mean like tell me a little bit about your uh history and and how you got involved in uh with with everything that you're embodying and and the path that you're walking and how you're you know sharing uh, all your gifts now how did you get started in that and and what is your um uh practice or practices look like uh well my my you know original connection with uh the the mycelial network that that we speak of was um you know in my early teenage years i grew up in in florida and so you know we we had access to the cow fields down there and um you know i i found out pretty quickly you know what what could be experienced you know with uh with picking some of the uh little fruiting bodies that were popping out of the cow pastures there. <laughs> and, you know, that was my original conception with the mycelial network. Um, and that basically inspired me uh, through, you know, basically connected to me to my spiritual self. Like it, it allowed me to really understand and connect and grow inside of inside of my soul inside of my spirit and it, it inspired me to start doing research about other uh other entheogenic plants you know i had i had deep interest in um it, any type of entheogenic plant from from cannabis to ayahuasca peyote that's where i was i i you know really dove deep into studying it um through literature even though i had no access to these particular uh, alkaloids or plant medicines when I was younger, aside from the um, the mushrooms. Um, it was it, it sparked me to start researching at a very early age about uh, psychedelics, mm-hmm. and uh, later on in my my life. Um, I got the opportunity through, you know, my travel and, and, and service work to actually connect with some uh, indigenous people and uh, have, you know, uh, a ceremony and experience with ayahuasca. And then later on, I, you know, was able to connect with um, 
the Native American church and, and work with peyote medicine for about five years. And so a lot of my work is, you know, I, I, I really respect the indigenous and cultural utilization of these plant medicines. And so that's my particular lens and perspective of, of uh, working with the, the plant medicine is, is through reverence, through ritual, and through, you know, connecting with the ancestors. So I've had, you know, in, in my 20 plus years of experience with uh, psychedelics, you know, I've, I've come to have a deep respect for, for really all the plants. You know, I've always been like a nature person. I'm very connected with the trees and the plants and things. And um, through utilizing, you know, mushrooms and, and peyote and other plant medicines, I've actually, you know, grown a lot deeper with my connection and reverence of the plant world. Um and so that that's been one you know really amazing benefit that um, that is why I like to educate and talk about it so much because I personally have received like um, a lot of healing and a lot of information and a lot of connection through working with plants in general. You know, I love I love my meals. I love the uh, the sage and the cedar trees uh i love you know all different plants and their energies and their healing medicine what they offer and so you know that's what i've kind of taken from working with the plants in a, in a ceremonial way is to remember to um have gratitude for what they do for us you know that each one of these plants has its own particular type of personality and spirit and energy and that that form that specific resonant wave goes to heal a specific ailment or aspect of us that might need attention and so the the, the beauty of, of the plant kingdom you know and, and specifically the the entheogens is that they really bring these lessons of like how they can offer their service and their healing for, for us to connect deeper with, with nature and with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, there's so much good stuff there and I'm like, Oh, where do I, where do I want to go? You mentioned the Torah. I have no experience with, with the Torah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I know of it and the only the only thing I know of it is, well, well, be careful with that one. Watch out. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a tricky one. So I've never been drawn to it or, um, yeah, I don't really even know much about it other than uh, what people have said as, as being kind of, uh, uh, I guess it's, it's, it's poisonous. It's tricky in the way that you, you cook it. I don't know, maybe almost like an Amanita how, or something that, but, but but I don't know. So um, maybe, uh, yeah, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. You know, it's, it, uh, that tour is, is not something that I've ever been drawn to or, or um, you know, actually experienced myself other than studying it in the, in the class of other, entheog you know, quote unquote, entheogenic 
or psychedelic plants. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I definitely gathered very quickly that, uh, you know, the experience uh, was not really what I was necessarily looking for. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, I, I that's that, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know that it, it, it grows um, a lot in, in uh, the Southeast, particularly in Florida, where I was from. So that was part of the reason why it interested me, you know, like the belladonnas and, and the, the tours and all that. Um, anything that had, you know, a connection with those otherworldly realms like that just yeah. was like of deep interest. And so I, I actually know a little bit more about like Amanitas. I've actually been doing um, a lot of research recently and um, connecting the dots between my uh, culture, my original culture, which I have, you know, um, Irish blood, Irish heritage. And so I wanted to, look into my past and my ancestors and see how that was connected with this my mycelial network you know and so i actually um i am putting together a little presentation for saint patrick's day coming up uh march 17th and i'm going to be doing uh a zoom a zoom meeting uh called the psychedelic mushroom cult of ireland and i'll be talking specifically about the utilization of uh fly organics known as well as uh, amanita muscaria and uh the liberty caps uh, another psilocybin mushroom oh man that's so cool that's awesome i i i had no idea that there was psychedelic use in ireland i mean yeah, you just hear kind of the stereotypical things and, you know, and, and no one really, you know, you don't really get that information. But I guess if you look back far enough, you you find that that uh, uh, plants, psychoactive plants, uh, entheogenic plants have been a part of a lot of cultures, right? And so that's that's fascinating, man. When, when are you going to do, oh, you're doing that for, uh, on St. Patrick's Day? That's right, St. Okay, Patrick's cool. Day. Yeah, this is right, the luck of the Irish. <laughs> yeah so it's funny that's bit. that's funny man i i uh i had a mushroom trip one time where um you know i was uh i i experienced these uh these like leprechauns kind of like sitting in an in infinite infinite rows like almost like sitting on the edge of a building but they were sitting on the edge of like an alex gray type painting like all around and like they had like beers in their hands and they were like cheersing and and they were they were mocking me they were because i was i was like repeating this mantra it was like oh show me and and they were like "Ah, show me show me and and i I was like what i was like i I thought terrence said i would see machine elves like what are these guys and that it was just really really fun Funny, they kind of like came out in this, uh, you know, kind of like jestery, you know, trickery way. Mm. Yeah. So, so what do you want to know about uh, the mushroom culture of Ireland? I'll give you a little teaser. You know. Yeah. Give Give us a little teaser here. What What can we What can we expect on the next episode of the Mushroom <laughs> Cult of Ireland? Yeah. <laughs> um, well. We're going to be going into the actual, um, you know, part of the creation myth of the the Druidic and Celtic cultures. 
And, you know, cult, cult is the root word of culture. Mm-hmm. So we're going to really be looking into, you know, through a esoteric lens at some of the original uh, and mythical tales of Ireland, which speak of the goddess Brigitte. And Brigitte was a goddess that was known to dwell among, among the birch trees. And the goddess Brigitte uh, also wore a red dress with white spots on it. And so we, if we go out into the forest of Ireland and we find a birch tree forest, and we go and look underneath the underneath the birch trees. We'll find the Amanita muscaria growing with a white uh, red cap and white dots on it. And so, uh, she, you know, her, the her story, which was later uh, translated into the Catholic Saint Bridget. You know, all of the. Uh, the modern religions and cultures sort of sprung out of this original connection to uh, the ancient origins, the origin myths that go back, you know, to the original culture. And so we're going to look at, um, you know, our connections to the, the ancient cultures of Ireland before the, uh, Catholic conversion and how some of those myths are now carried on and sort of reconfigured into the Catholic saints and into even Santa Claus who wears the uh, red garment with white trim. Right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's, that is super cool, man. That is really exciting. Make sure that you send me uh, whatever you need to send me for the links or whatever, so I could put it in the show description, get people into that, uh, because that sounds fascinating. I unfortunately won't be able to attend because I will be in a ceremony on that day. So, uh, but I will, uh, you're, you're going to record it? It will be recorded. And, Excellent. and you, you have the opportunity to visit us through the uh etheric realms and yeah i would definitely love to see you there in spirit bro (laughs) yes yes definitely definitely um cool man i i feel like we could we could talk forever you right and i feel like uh we will (laughs) you know i'll i'll see you back on clubhouse we'll hop in some rooms uh you led an excellent one where we did a story sharing that was so cool uh lasilla cypher sessions um where we each got to tell a part of a story where we were uh in a ceremony space and everybody got to build on top of it i thought that was so creative and and so um uh, just exciting and and fun to be there connected with all those people. Um, so yeah, you, you're always sharing, you're, you're always, uh, putting stuff out there. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if you want to share anything else, something maybe we didn't hit on that we didn't touch on that you feel like is, uh, important to communicate. Uh, it could be a story. I really like that story that you shared yesterday when we were in that, that chat with about the Dogon tribe. I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, and important to, to share these, these things, uh, again, that, you know, off get lost, right? Like, you know, the Catholic church and this thing and that thing and governments and, you know, they just suppress and hide and burn the library of Alexandria, sack Eleusis, you know, 
so it's like this past we have to dig into it and you're like you're one of these like uh you know excavator psychonauts like bringing bringing things back from you know reviving the life into them to to share with people so i appreciate everything that you're you're doing man and, and your time here today sharing with uh with my audience um yeah so so t- so take us away where should we go to uh to to land this uh this plane and uh and, and settle back into uh well not settle back in just land the plane <laughs> <laughs> well man uh yeah i just want to remind everybody to drink some water today and, and breathe as deep as you can you know and uh remember to love yourself but um you know, I definitely look forward to building with you, Mike, uh, inside of the clubhouse space and just in real time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to connect and, and keep growing together. Um, definitely come see me over in the clubhouse space at the Scylla Cipher Sessions. It's spelled P-S-I-L-O-C-Y-P-H-E-R, the Scylla Cipher, little play on words there. And, uh, you know, we come in with all different types of sessions. We have the Sound Summit, where it's an interactive looping, freestyle hip-hop, sacred sound healing. Like, it's it's phenomenal and live and interactive. And then we do, yeah, we do story time. And Mike, I'd love to have you come through. And uh, I really would like to talk more about what you're doing in the space and, uh, you know, we'd love for, you know, you to come in as co-host and, and share some of your, um, you know, your experiences and, and what you like to talk about over there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Family, you know, tune into the Psilocypher sessions if you're on Clubhouse. And then otherwise, you know, you can go check out my work at uh, CosmicRootsCreations.com. You could check me out um, on Instagram at CosmicRootsCreations as well. But, uh, man, I really appreciate the time with you today, Mike. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really honored to be a part of uh, your podcast and, and what you're doing over here. Um, I appreciate you. And I'm just super grateful to be able to share, you know, some of my perspective and, and what I have to offer today. Awesome. Yeah, likewise, brother. Um, I just got an idea. If you have 10 more minutes... I would love to do maybe like a bonus story or something for my Patreon crowd uh, who are just, I love them so much. The supporters of this show, the producers of this show, big shout out to all you patrons, all you beautiful people out there. Thank you so much. Uh, So if you have 10 more minutes, that would be cool. Um, What do you say? You want to go for a bonus, bonus round? Let's do it, man. I'm always up for, I'm always, I'm always down for the upgrade. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, yeah. You got in order to get up, you got to get down. So, um, yeah, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Ankara, go follow him. Cosmic Roots Creations, uh, cosmic underscore roots underscore creations at um, uh, Instagram. And, uh, you know, check out that clubhouse. I'll, I'll send you an invite. If you're in my inner sanctum discord server, I sent out uh, some info on that. So connect, stay in touch. And uh, we're going to go and dive even deeper with Ankara right now on Patreon. So that's Mike patreon.com slash mike brank and we'll see you over there and for everyone else consider becoming a patreon member you know it's uh it's a good it's a good place to be 
And uh, until next time, thank you so much. Peace. Hey, I hope you guys like that conversation as much as I did. Man, every time with these podcasts, I always feel like we're just scratching the surface, but more to come with Ankara. Check both me and Ankara out on Clubhouse. Like I said, I'll give you those invites, uh, and uh, there's a lot of awesome stuff going on over there. Follow Ankara, check out all of the stuff, and uh, go to sheathunderwear.com. Enter the promo code MikeAdelic for 20% off. Check out all the links. All the links in the show description. Just check them out, whatever your interest is. Support the show in whichever way you can. Become a patron. Get access to the new comedy podcast, Dosadelic, only on Patreon, and also early release episodes. I got one coming out soon with Jessa Reed, uh, amazing Jessa Reed comedian, uh, host of Soberish and Awakening OD. So check that out. Go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank. Go to Sheath Underwear, 20% off. Oh, I already said that already. Go to Sheath Underwear. Oh, I already said that already. Go to Sheath Underwear. Oh, I already said that already. <laughs> Bye.